There are two absolutely all caps huge mistakes that sales reps have been making with their prospecting cadence. And in this week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast, we're going to go there. My name is Paul Castain from Castain Training Systems, and I'm the author of the YourSalesPlaybook.com blog and your host for the Sales Playbook Podcast. I've personally trained over 60,000 sales reps, sales leaders, and business owners to sell more. So get your playbooks ready because school is now in session. This week's episode of the Sales Playbook Podcast is brought to you by our 2023 Sales Camp Download, and there is a deadline that is involved that I want to tell you all about because I'm actually going to be talking about the program, the Sales Camp program, at the end of the podcast, but today, June 23rd, is the last day that you're going to be able to get the $100 early registration discount. So I don't want you to miss that. So I'm going to give you the link now, and then we're going to talk about the program at the end of the podcast. If you'd like to learn more and certainly uh, steal the program for $100 lighter, please visit yoursalesplaybook.com slash salescamp23. So today's topic is one that um, you really need to pay attention to because there's a very good chance that you might be making these mistakes as well. Now, one of the things I mentioned kind of the in the intro to the podcast is that there are two huge mistakes that sales reps typically make when it comes to their prospecting sequence. And I want to let you know, I didn't just pull these out of thin air. What I want you guys to remember really are a few things. Number one, I've been a decision maker now for a long time. I mean, even before I owned my business, but just with my business alone, I've owned it now for 12 years. So I've been on the receiving end of lots of cold calls and cold emails and LinkedIn uh, sales pitches, you name it. But I've trained a lot of salespeople. I have a lot of sales reps who are in my sales coaching program and we do a lot of live sales coaching where I'm listening in on phone calls and also where I have a chance to look at the types of emails that they're sending out and uh, I'm seeing it happen all over the place and I'm actually seeing these mistakes that I'm about to get into. Actually, I've seen actually more people doing these mistakes than ever before. So, Let me tell you what these mistakes are, and we're going to kind of lead into it by knowing what are the things that comprise an absolutely kick-ass prospecting sequence, if you prefer to call it a prospecting cadence, that's fine too. But the things that really go into it are, number one, the message that we are conveying to the recipient, and that message you know, whatever it is that we're saying to them, right? I don't want to say any more than that because I almost just gave it away. So there's the message. The second one is the method. In other words, the vehicle. How are we getting that message to the person? Are we making a cold call? 
Are we reaching out to them over on LinkedIn? Are we sending an email? Are we sending a text message? Are we dropping, you know, something off? Are we dropping in? You guys get the idea. That's the method. So, so far we have the message. We have the method, the frequency, and really just how long we're going to continue to pursue a potential client, right? And there's more that goes into it. But the two biggest mistakes, you ready? Mistake number one, coming at you in three, two, one. It occurs in the message. Most sales messages are nothing more than a regurgitation of, let's set up an appointment so I can sell you something. Now listen, I'm being a little dramatic there. It might be, the message might be, let's set up an appointment and do, or let's set up a discovery call. Let's, you know, why don't we have a needs analysis? Why don't we have a meeting? Whatever way it is, it's pretty much the same message, right? And the problem is most of these messages have kind of, you know, this vibe of, I want to sell you something. Now, The thing that I want to remind you of is that for the last few years, most of us in sales are experiencing a longer sales cycle. So when you continually send them basically the same flavor of message or you call them with the same flavor of of that message, well, you know, yeah, there's a lot more time now to bore people because the sales cycles are lasting longer. Now, within that heading of the same message over and over again, I have spoken of this next thing so many times on this podcast. It is just an absolute pet peeve of mine. And they call them bump style emails. Now, a bump style email is basically this, and there are apps you can use to do this. You could just do it yourself, where you're basically going into your sent file after you've sent someone an email, and you are replying to that email. And what that does is it kind of bumps it up to the top of the inbox. Now, in theory, right, That's that doesn't sound like a bad thing. Also, because I want to be fair here. I don't want to just shit all over this tactic, even though, seriously, I hate it. I really hate this. When it's done to me, I, I, I just, you know, I have to fight every whim to tell somebody to fuck off when they do this, because I just hate it. Did I mention that I hate it, by the way? So on the good side of it, when it bumps up to the top, an RE is going to occur in the subject line that's going to get more opens for you because what it does is it just implies that there's an ongoing discussion thread happening within that email so yes your you know deliverability you know your your open rates are going to go up but here's where most reps screw this up entirely they do this bump style email and they they it's basically the same shitty email that they sent to you when you know that you didn't reply to or say yeah let's set up a meeting or yeah i'll buy your widget or whatever it's basically the same one sent to you again but people reps kid themselves into thinking it's different because they put something like following up on this 
following up on the same shitty email, you mean? Or they'll put, wanted to give this a bump to the top of your inbox. Some get a little creative, and instead of bump, they use the word bubble. Wanted to bubble this up to the top. Oh, wow. Stop. Man, you're creative. It's killing me here. It might be, you know, any thoughts on this. I've even had people get shitty with me. People I've never met with, by the way, and that only started emailing me last week, but they nailed me like seven times with the same shitty email. And people like, hey, never heard back from you. Um, Was I supposed to get back to you when you keep sending me the same shitty email? The thing that I want to point out to you, and and I'm dead serious. I, I know that I'm sounding like a bit of a dick here today, but I just want somebody from the buyer side, me, to tell you what happens, right, when you do things like this. First of all, I want you to understand that most, if not all, decision makers desperately need creative solutions to the challenges they're being faced with today. Would you agree with that? I hope so. And please don't, like, talk out loud and say, yeah, I do, because then if you're in an office, people are going to look at you like, who's he talking to? Who's she talking to? And you're going to get a random drug test that day. I promise you that. It's going to happen. If you just did it, you're getting... Today's the day you're getting drug tested. So uh, (laughs) you might want to get the hell out of the office now if you've been using. But anyway, um, what... But we need people who are on the buyer side, creative solutions to the challenges that we're faced with. And, you know, anybody could tell a decision maker, hey, I have ideas. Hey, I'm creative. But this is going to shock you. But most buyers think us sales folks are full of shit. I know. I know. What a shocker, right? They think we're full of shit, that we're paid to say shit like that. I'm stunned just saying that. I know this is probably the first time you ever heard it. I'm breaking the news to you. So anyone can tell someone they're creative and they have ideas and their company has creative solutions and everything. But few sales reps actually demonstrate it. I feel that the courtship, that period of time when we're trying to get in front of them and trying to, you know, have them marry us once they start meeting with us and taking us seriously, what a great opportunity we have to demonstrate that creativity. And I'm here to tell you, ladies and gentlemen, if you keep sending the same message, whether it's through a bump style email or that's just the same message. You're saying the same shit. Every time you leave a voicemail, you're saying the same shit in that email or in that follow up over on LinkedIn or what have you. You're you're not going to be taken seriously. In fact, I think it's just fast tracking yourself to the land of the disregarded and deleted. And we certainly don't want to be there. So mistake number one occurs in the message now now that i've beaten up on this right because it's real easy to be you know take a turn to negative town here and and shit all over this tactic of bump emails and regurgitating the same shitty message over and over again what can we do what is the remedy well the remedy is we have to change the flavor we got to make it more interesting and how does one do that well certainly we can send a resource and when i say a resource it could be maybe there's a podcast episode out there that this decision maker would find 
value in or a podcast in general right or a white paper or a website or you know sometimes there are these online calculators right that are pretty cool something like that also how about introducing this decision maker to someone what a breath of fresh air that would be somebody actually contacting them and instead of trying to sell them something was actually trying to help them wow boy isn't that one of the ways that we could bring value to the relationship you know you know that line that everybody always says as a cute soundbite you have to you have to provide value you have to give value up front yeah great what does that mean Seriously, I don't think you know what it means. You like saying cute shit like that, but what does it mean? Anyway, enough of that. Also, too, um, you could invite this uh, potential client to something, right? It could be an industry event. It could be your own networking event. One of the things we just talked about actually in the sales camp program was over the summertime, a lot of the networking events have shut down. So you could kind of create your own, whether it be in a physical sense, you could have, um, you could maybe approach one of your local restaurants who have these uh, rooms where people gather and pay them, you know, for events and such. But these rooms are collecting dust during the week. And maybe you could go to them and say, you know, hey, I want to have 20 people here or whatever. If I, you know, tell you that we're going to be buying drinks and appetizers and I'm certainly going to, you know, maybe buy some some appetizers for the group or whatever. Can we can we get the room for free? Right. I mean, the room's collecting dust anyway. You could do that. You could do. I always call it an online um, like a virtual mixer where you get a few people from your network or a few prospects together um, on, you know, like kind of a Zoom meeting. And, you know, you can have a topic. Maybe it's a challenge that people in, in that vertical are facing. And you kind of talk about it as a group. And, you know, again, the whole idea here is not to always be salesy and that you're providing that value. You could do something like that. You could, and I'm sorry if I already said this one. I feel like I did, but maybe I didn't. But another thing that you could do, and it's really actually a a, a super effective way to get more responses, have an email that just simply asks a question. Again, no sales pitch. You're not really asking them to do something other than answer a question. And questions are brilliant ways for you to get people to think and kind of go, you know, inward and and lead them on a path of self-discovery. Questions, especially brilliant questions, are great ways for you to establish authority and credibility. I mean, have you ever been in a situation where you had a meeting with someone and you asked them a question and they said, oh my God, that is, that's an incredible question or nobody's ever asked that for me or wow, you really got me thinking. You could certainly do that with your communication. The other thing that you can do with your outreach, right, to make it more interesting is that, you know, consider the use of evidence. This is one of the things I always talk about in the webinars and in the sales camp program, certainly on this podcast. We use evidence to kind of reduce doubt and fear and hesitation and skepticism 
you know, which we never face any of that in sales, right? With the, with the people that we're trying to reach. We do. Again, it goes back to the, the thing that I said before, the shocking revelation that a lot of people don't trust us. I, again, I'm, I'm as shocked as you that people would not trust the salesperson. In fact, I'm here to tell you that most salespeople don't even trust other salespeople as far as we could throw them. So we need to, in our communication, provide evidence. Again, there are certain forms of evidence that I'm going to teach you about right now that help to reduce fear and doubt and skepticism and hesitation. Starting with, don't forget, you know, in some of your outreach, you could supply them with facts, right? Just the facts. There's nothing wrong with that. It's very helpful if you provide them. And when you're providing a fact or some of the other things I'm about to tell you about, always cite the source of it. Otherwise, ready for another revelation? It might seem like you made this shit up. I, and I see this with a lot of sales trainers, by the way, and people that are quote unquote thought leaders outside of sales. They'll go and cite some stuff. They won't cite it. They'll say, you know, uh, that you know, there's a 67 percent chance of blah 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 blah, and no, no source of that. It, you know, I mean, <laughs> it, it's like me just making shit up as I go along. So you have to be careful of that. Always cite your 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 source. Um, providing examples before and after picture. How about um, a link to a pre-recorded mini demo? (coughs) You know, something three to five minutes pre-recorded on like a WebEx or whatever, where you're walking them through some functionality or, you know, how your program works or whatever, or even you could even take them through a success story that way. You could do the same thing instead of the link and you could embed a video into your email and use something like Vidyard and again, walk them through. I call it a potato chip demo because it's a real short type of demo, if you will. You're not, and you're not going into it with the goal of feeding their belly, but just kind of making them hungry for more, which is why I always use the reference of a potato chip. You can't eat just one. The other thing that you could do is you could use as form of evidence analogies, testimonials. You could provide samples. Quick note to my friends in the printing industry. A lot of you guys, you love to show samples of your work. Um, One of the many Paulisms, if you will, that I've been known for in the printing industry when I train sales forces to sell is to never show a sample without the war story that goes with that sample you'll find that it really gives it legs it really brings it to life otherwise it's just ink on paper so it's up to you to bring it to life also and it really has to do with what i just said stories are a form of evidence citing you know studies and case studies things like that so those are multiple ways for you to change up your messaging and just to make it more interesting mistake number two is in the frequency of communication now i just sent out an email blast the other day where i mentioned someone who was doing that whole um bump email nonsense 
Did I mention I hate that shit, by the way? Okay, let me mention it again, because I really want to drive that point home. I despise it. And um, I used an example. Now, if I screw this up here, if you already read the email, and I'm giving you something slightly different, um, all right, I'm off by a day or two. I'm doing this from memory. But someone had sent me an email last week, and I'm going to say it was like on like a Monday. The very next day, they bumped that same email on Tuesday. Right? So now, two emails within 24 hours. On Thursday, they bumped the same effing email again. Monday of this week, they were at it again. Nothing new. Same shitty email bumped again. And even with the tone of haven't heard back from you, again, like I owe you a response when you keep sending me the same shit over and over again. Then on Tuesday, they bumped it again. Now, I want you to see what's happening. I don't want to lose you on what this mistake really is. You might be thinking, oh, yeah, it's that bump email shit again that Paul hates. Yeah, it's that. But the mistake is the frequency of it. Within a week, they they carpet bombed my inbox. I think it was like five or six times. On the sixth time... I gave them um, a more pleasant version, right? A more pleasant variation of fuck off because I was just, all right, done. And here's the shame of this, just in case you're saying, boy, he's, he, he's an idiot, this, the, the, this casting character. I'm very sensitive to sales reps because I've been in this profession basically my whole life. I've helped so many sales reps. I see so many sales reps that are basically shit on by people and even publicly outed over on LinkedIn because a decision maker didn't like the, the fact that God forbid a sales rep does his or her job and actually post the email as a screenshot with their name on it that they received. I'm not kidding you. <clears throat> I've seen all this stuff. <clears throat> I've even attacked the people publicly who are attacking sales reps. So I don't want you to think. I'm some kind of miserable prick who, God forbid, you try to sell me something. What I'm here to tell you is that this is unfortunate that this person hit me so many times with the same crappy email within such a short period of time because I couldn't tell you what they were trying to sell me. I couldn't because my focus became that of evasion like I was evading them now you're pursuing me my guards up I need to evade you right because you're just you know being a pain in the ass the shame of it is maybe they had the idea maybe if I embraced the idea I'd be making a lot more money already not within a week but you get the idea I'm being dramatic here but see that's what happens when you piss people off and you keep sending the same message and you keep hitting them over an period of time, what's going to happen is, is that it becomes, you're conditioning them to avoid you. So I really want you to think about those two mistakes. I want you to think about, number one, your message. And I want you to ask your ego to leave the room when you ask yourself this question. And the question is this. Have I made it interesting by changing the flavor of my message 
or am I basically just sending yet another variation of I want to sell you something you know I want to get together with you so I could sell you something I want to set up a discovery call so I could sell you something nothing wrong with that message folks it can't be the message every time that's the first question number two I want to look at how often you're sending your messaging to people and you know in fact I want to just add something into this by the way that I left out this whole frequency and I gave you the example this person was like basically hitting me every single day do you know that there are sales trainers out there well respected I'm not going to say their names some of them I mean they have mega followings they've written best-selling sales books and they're out there telling people to basically they're not saying it like this carpet bomb these people into submission they're even going next level with this shit and what do i mean by that they're not just saying you know well hit them every day and all that some of them are saying hit them multiple times within the same day i don't mean multiple attempts like i try to call you you're not there and i try you back later i don't i'm not talking about that at all I'm talking about, I call up, I don't get you. Therefore, I leave a voicemail. I immediately, which I despise this tactic too, by the way, immediately send you an email with the subject line voicemail, you know, because you're probably a dipshit and don't know how to use uh, voicemail. I mean, seriously, that's, that's what you're implying when you do that move. And you send them an immediate email and then... They call it a trifecta, some of these dudes and dudettes. Then, for the win, (coughs) pardon me, (coughs) and I'm going to cough again, I'm so pissed off. Go over and message them on LinkedIn. Hey, man, that's three times you interrupted my day within a short period of time. I think it reeks of desperation, by the way. And once again, the game becomes one of really evasion now the thing that i want to say i do think that there are there definitely are exceptions to this whole rule if you have something that's an absolute hot lead and something is timely and you know maybe you have a promotion going on and it's going to expire um i have these webinars and things that are going on and say i have a lead and you know the webinar is going to be happening say tuesday or whatever and you expressed interest in it or whatever well you know i'm not going to hit you up once a week on something like that i'm probably going to be more aggressive see that would make sense but my advice here when it comes to the frequency and the space between attempts is to put a little space in there give it some room to breathe you know a lot of people getting back to that hole leave a message and then immediately send an email with the subject line voicemail and i'm dead serious a lot of people don't think that grown-ups not not to use voicemail or they assume they don't check it i am going to promise you if they work for a company they had better check their fucking voicemail why oh i don't know their boss might get a little pissed off that they missed something critical i promise you they are checking it don't let anybody tell you otherwise is it the most effective way to get a message in front of them i don't i don't really know that it is but don't tell me they're not listening to it the other thing too is that people say that voice that that immediate email with the subject line voicemail 
is to remind them of the voicemail or if they didn't listen to it okay you know we're close to agreeing on this one but here's my question to you does it really have to be done immediately can we put a little space in there and instead of i don't know five seconds after you left the voicemail which is incredibly predictable because everybody and their mother i've literally seen people bring their mother and their mother did it everybody's using that tactic would there be any harm in doing that the very next day seriously i mean why does it have to be immediate like that why have something reek of desperation so those are your two biggest mistakes mistake number one and the messaging mistake number two in the frequency of contact before you go i just want to remind you that we have our annual we've been doing this i think 10 or 12 years the uh the sales camp download and there are over 75 tips personally i really should recount them i think there's over 100 but i don't want to bullshit you and there's also a ton of email templates linkedin templates phone and voicemail scripts and there are two sessions that are dedicated to prospecting and various ways that you can go about the prospecting and there are two sessions that actually begin from that moment when you actually set the appointment okay i've worked hard i've gotten in front of someone they've said yeah let's have a meeting what do you do then to separate yourself from all the other people and keep interest and keep commitment and um and actually those sessions take you right to the moment you not only ask for the business but we tackle something that most other sales trainers don't want to tackle they want to have you believe you do these things i'm going to teach you and you'll you'll set the appointment yeah if i i wish i could make that claim and i'd be a multi-billionaire right now but you guys know how it is not everything works not everything works all of the time we even have a segment of the training what to do when people tell you no there's some cool things that you can do there that um i think could really put you in a very good position so today is the last day if you'd like to save a hundred dollars and by the way when i say that you're saving a hundred dollars you might be thinking oh yeah but he's probably charging so much i have to sell off a kidney uh normally the training is 375 you get a hundred dollars off it's gonna set you back 275 dollars and believe me when i tell you to offer this training for 275 dollars it is a complete steal when you take into all account all of the tips that i offer and these are actionable tips not theory not philosophical shit these are actionable tips and when you look at all the templates that i supply in terms of getting in front of potential clients even templates you know i have meeting templates that you can use once you're meeting with someone we also have a hundred you know different questions to give you ideas of how you could have a better needs analysis but again that discount goes away today june 23rd at 6 p.m eastern time so if you'd like to learn more and you'd certainly like to take advantage of that uh early registration discount please visit your sales playbook.com slash sales camp 23 your sales camp your 
<laughs> See, you like that? And I will not edit that shit out. YourSalesPlaybook.com slash SalesCamp23. With that, I'm Paul Castain from YourSalesPlaybook.com. I am wishing you an incredible week ahead. Go get them. The Sales Playbook Podcast is a Castain Training Systems production. Subscribe to our free sales tips by visiting yoursalesplaybook.com slash subscribe.